Today's scheduled readings are Genesis 13, Nehemiah 2, and Proverbs 1, 20-33. Today's devotional is about Genesis 13. Let's read it. So Abram went up out of Egypt into the Negev, he and his wife and all his possessions, and Lot was with him. And Abram had become extremely wealthy in livestock and silver and gold. From the Negev he journeyed from place to place toward Bethel, until he came to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had formerly been pitched, to the site where he had built the altar. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land was unable to support both of them while they stayed together, for they had so many possessions that they were unable to coexist. And there was discord between the herdsmen of Abram and the herdsmen of Lot. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no contention between you and me, or between your herdsmen and my herdsmen. After all, we are brothers. Is not the whole land before you? Now separate yourself from me. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. And Lot looked out and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan, all the way to Zor, was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose the whole plain of the Jordan for himself and set out toward the east. And Abram and Lot parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot settled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked, sinning greatly against the Lord. After Lot had departed, the Lord said to Abram, Now lift up your eyes from the place where you are, and look to the north and south and east and west. For all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth." so that if one could count the dust of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up and walk around the land, through its length and breadth, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and went to live near the oaks of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. This is God's word. Abram and Lot must have had some kind of really close personal relationship. Genesis 11.31 told us that Lot was Abram's nephew. The fact that Lot went with Abram, according to chapter 12, verse 4, when Abram left Ur, suggests a close personal friendship between Abram and Lot, one where Abram was most likely a mentor that Lot looked up to. God had promised, in Genesis 12.3, that he would bless anyone who blessed Abram. Lot's personal association with Abram sure seems to have brought God's blessing to Lot's family. As we read today in Genesis 13:6, Lot and Abram became wealthy, so wealthy that they were not able to stay together, as the NIV puts it. So they separated themselves geographically, and Abram graciously gave Lot the power to decide which land each of them would inhabit. We see that in verses 8 through 9 here in Genesis chapter 13. Verse 10 told us that Lot made his decision based on what would benefit him most economically. As a rancher, a well-watered plain like the Garden of the Lord would provide the best environment for Lot's flocks and herds to thrive, contributing to Lot's bottom line. So Abram and Lot parted for economic reasons, and Lot chose his next home for economic reasons as well. 
Verse 12 told us that Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. That's uh, the NIV's reading. The next verse told us that Sodom was inhabited by wicked men. When I was growing up, messages I heard on this text suggested, maybe even directly stated, that Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom because he was curious about the wicked lifestyle the people who lived there had. I don't think that's correct, though, based on 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, which says that Lot's righteous soul was vexed by the sin of the people of Sodom. I think that Lot lived near those cities, especially Sodom, because it gave him a great market for his livestock. So again, he chose what was best for himself and for his family's prosperity, despite the spiritual threats Sodom would pose to him and his family. I believe the prosperity gospel is wrong, a heretical distortion of the true gospel. But I don't believe that prosperity itself is wrong. In fact, I believe that we should prosper unless God chooses not to allow us to prosper because our faith causes us to work hard and act prudently with money. So I'm pro-economic growth for all of us within the sovereign moral will of God. But if prosperity drives all of our decisions, we will make some moral choices that are bad. See 1 Timothy 6.10. And this is what happened to Lot. Prosperity drove all of his decisions, and that put him in a morally compromised situation. But how about you and me? Do we choose to take a job with a better salary without considering how it might affect our families? What about the choices we make when it comes to spending money? Are your kids enrolled where they are in high school or college because you can save money that way? even though maybe it's not the best moral decision or spiritual decision for them? Did the spiritual and moral costs of that decision factor into your choice at all? Money is important. We all need it to live. And I pray for the prosperity of people in our church within the will of God. But don't let money drive you to make disastrous moral decisions. That's the lesson we should take from Lot here in this passage. Lot would have been so much better off if he had offered to reduce his flocks and herds so that he could stay with Abram. He probably wouldn't have been better off economically, at least not at first. But he would have retained the moral example and instructions from Abraham, which would have benefited him in every area of his life. Be wise. Don't allow every big decision you make to be decided only by the money involved. Think about the big picture and the moral temptations and consequences that you and your family might face if you make the most economically prudent decision, but one that puts you in an area of temptation. Think about that today, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Hope you have a great day.